Cohen, your broadcast host on GlobalRadioTalkShow.com, coming to you today from San Diego, California, and Calgary, Canada, and also Vancouver in Canada. Our special guest on this broadcast is Tim Nager, President and COO of QMM, and Roy Phelps, who's Chief Commercial Officer of Quality Move Management, once again, QMM. Hello, Roy, and hello, Tim. Hi, Ed. Thanks for having us. Hi, Roy. Thanks for having us, yeah. Thank you, Tim. Okay, so tell me about QMM. Roy, when was the company founded? How long have you been involved? And Tim, please feel free to jump in. Thanks, Ed. Yeah, QMM was founded in 1996 in Vancouver, BC. We have offices, obviously, in Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, and Toronto, and we focus on high-quality corporate household goods moving. Okay, Tim, uh, is business any different in Vancouver than it is in Calgary? Uh, no, it's uh, straight across the border for Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, Toronto. Right. So in Vancouver area, obviously you're involved with, uh, I'm going to think it's obvious that you're already involved with the high-tech boom going on? Yes, we we are involved heavily in the high-tech boom that's uh, happening in Vancouver. Okay. So the last time I was in Vancouver was about three years ago. We produced a meeting at the Vancouver Club and Hootsuite was one of our speakers, as well as a real estate company, Cadillac Fairview. So the Hootsuite person is involved in mobility and talent. She was telling us all about the kind of people that they're bringing in. Tim, tell us about people being relocated in and around Vancouver. Is it mostly younger people? Yeah, the trend's changing in the Vancouver location where we're seeing a lot of younger people coming in, That, especially from the U.S. side, from uh, New York, San Francisco. Just for that high-tech boom, there's a lot of younger people coming in and Looking for that Vancouver location where it's small and, and convenient to get around in the city. Got it. Roy, what about the Calgary area? I think when you think of Calgary, you see the more traditional type of shipments and clientele that we deal with being associated with the oil and gas industry. This often means you know larger shipments. And the main lane that we typically see being serviced out of our Calgary branch is Houston in uh, Texas. And also, we used to have a lot of traffic up to Fort McMurray in Alberta, where the oil sands are located. What's happening in Edmonton? I'm not familiar with that market. Edmonton is primarily a government city. They've got a couple of other industries within that city, but really, um, it's a, a government and educational type of hub. So we've got some clients that are in that space. Um, and traditionally, there's been some refining activity that's happened in the Ed Edmonton area. But a lot of the oil and gas head office locations are typically found in Calgary. Okay, and let's go across now to Toronto and uh, also Quebec. What's happening there? Well, I actually just got back from Toronto yesterday. Toronto is really booming in terms of a Canadian market between uh, Vancouver and Toronto. Both of those cities have seen some great uh, growth in real estate. They're also attracting a lot of different companies and Similar to what Tim was saying about Vancouver, Toronto has really started to be a magnet for uh, those tech companies, uh, Google and Facebook, and they've got some homegrown companies that have done a fantastic job, like uh, Shopify, for example. Um, so that that's sort of been the, the the hallmark of what's happening in the Toronto market. Um, can't speak as much for uh, Montreal. We do a lot of work in and around the Montreal area. 
but we don't have a bricks and mortar location in Montreal at this point. And what about further east, Halifax, Nova Scotia? Anything going on there? Tim, do you want to field that one? I think Halifax and in the east coast, there's Newfoundland has predominant oil presence. And I think the Nova Scotia, New Brunswick is very limited with corporate and, and more, again, like Edmonton, more on the um, government side of, of type of business. All right. Well, this has been a really good, fast overview. Thank you. So, Roy, I know you're passionate about bringing business class moving services. Explain what that means, please. Well, KMM was founded with the idea of self-hauling, which means that we take a shipment and we handle it from start to finish. So pack, load, haul, deliver, unpack, all of those parts of the move process are handled directly with QMM personnel. This allows us to control the move experience and it's resulted in industry-leading quality scores. I think the reason why this is noteworthy is that it's unique. Uh, In our industry, there are uh, three major van lines uh, that I see and they're completely set up to link agents together so that shipments can be subcontracted and so that there's a low barrier of entry for the entrepreneur that wants to enter the moving business. So the fact that QMM self-hauls everything and maintains a large fleet is a very unique characteristic, which we feel gives us uh, an advantage. Yeah, total control. That sounds good. Uh, Sounds very good. So, Tim, do you get a lot of cross-border from Seattle? We do get some cross-border from Seattle, and a majority of it is is the high-tech business that comes from Seattle, um, the typical Microsoft, Google, some Facebook that comes into Vancouver. Uh-huh. That's interesting. So let's talk about, seems like, topic one, drivers. This is peak season, so it's been a good season, I assume. Yeah, summer's, summer's busy, and it's always interesting, but it keeps everybody busy, for sure. Roy, what about this thing called driver shortage? Is that reality, or when, if it is, uh, how are you dealing with it? You know, that's uh, an excellent point, Ed. It's something that every household goods moving conference that Tim and I go to, it's something that is definitely a major topic. The reality is, is that that position uh, has a certain demographic that's aging and you're getting a workforce that is getting into their 50s and 60s and upwards close to their 70s. And at that point, there's obviously going to be retirement. And that's happening on that end. So there's a lot of drivers that are leaving the system, um, in particular in household goods. The issue is, is that there isn't that backfill happening that we see as much where you are getting drivers in their early 20s and 30s that are wanting to join the industry and become a household goods driver as a career. So there is definitely a bit of a threat there that you need to be aware of. Can you want to add to that? I know. I agree with that. And, and- the key thing on getting drivers or what we, what we call top talent is, is how you communicate and how you, how you work with them. They're a very strategic partner with us and for them to be successful is very important to us and, and revenue, working with them daily in communication and being a very, very good partner is, is something that really helps attract top talent from our, our standpoint. In terms of engagement with these people, how do you do things outside of the trucking side of things? Is there some kind of social engagement or some kind of benefits that you provide that others I, might like to learn from you about? Yeah, we've got, I know, a, a few ideas that, that Tim and his team have been great in implementing. And one of them is we really try to take as much responsibility off of the driver as possible 
for things that are outside of their core activity area. So we see their core activity area being, you know, the the packing, the loading, the hauling, taking care of that customer and making sure the customer is is happy and comfortable and confident in who's working with them on their household goods move. So things like, you know, paperwork and setting up labor and things around truck maintenance, if there's anything like that on the periphery where QMM can step in and almost work as like a concierge for that driver, that's something that we find to be a value add. Another interesting thing along that end is that we've got an actual driver lounge in our Vancouver head office where they have access to a couple of bedrooms, kitchen and dining area, as well as a living room and outdoor barbecue areas so that, you know, when they are on the road that they do get that little bit of a feeling of home. So those are a couple of of examples where we try and create a a good environment and do a little bit extra so that uh, that drivers feel appreciated and uh, they want to work and do a good job for QMM. I'm an outsider, so I'm going to ask some uh, basic questions here. Uh, So are these people employees or are they independent contractors? Majority of them are independent contractors who work strictly with QMM. Yeah, and so with that in mind, is there some other quote-unquote benefits that you could provide as inducements or as, as you mentioned, concierge services, which I think is a wonderful idea? As, As they go around on these long hauls, that's really a lot of time away. So uh, is there some other way of making or helping make these people enjoy that more? It's a great question, Ed. And I think the important piece is that understanding what they do on a daily basis. And part of it is driving and part of it is being in a customer's house. And they do go away from home for you know four to six, eight weeks at a time. And the important piece is, is really the planning piece of how we build their, their trips across U.S. or Canada, whatever they're doing, and getting them home. So sometimes, you know, if they're loading from Vancouver to Toronto and they live in between there, it's a great opportunity for them for them to get home for a couple of days. And if they're far away, then then we look at how we can get them home from a flight standpoint, so that they are getting home to see their family and their kids throughout that whole process. And that's a very important piece to us because the working piece is is important for them, but the family piece is just as important for the men. They want to get home and they want to see their family for a couple of days and get back at what they're doing. So we really work on that planning piece to make sure that that can be incorporated into their trip. So with that in mind now, if I may ask a question about automation and looking out in the future and blue skying here for a moment, about driverless or automated driving, I mean, what's that about? Is that movie talk or is that going to happen? If you were to ask me on the what we call freight side, I think it's fairly achievable to have driverless situations happen. I think in the moving industry, it probably would take longer to incorporate that type of model into what we do today, just because of that physicality of loading and unloading of the goods at origin or destination. And, you know, there could be an opportunity where the driver could be still loading and unloading and is still in the truck, but having the ability to have the truck drive on its own, but still be in the truck um, one day. And I'm playing with you here for a second, but do you think that there's kind of a way for the future of man and machine working together, or woman and machine working together, meaning that there's robots in the back, and they're the ones who who do the work, (laughs) and you guys just drive? Well, 
you know, that's that's a very interesting concept and in, in the way that technology is moving, you would hate to um, dismiss that as an idea because, you know, that, that could definitely be the way of the future in years to come. I know in terms of speaking about technology that's currently being employed, Tim mentioned freight, and I know that there is some freight lanes, and what freight means is that it's what we call dock-to-dock. So things that might go dock-to-dock are things like produce or steel or different items like that that just get loaded onto a freight trailer and get driven from point A to B, and a lot of times they'll just have a, a single given route. The thing with household goods is that you're moving, and what we do, we're moving people, and people are moving into neighborhoods, and they have really kind of unique, specific requirements. The driver needs to find parking, you know, in the street in order to load and unload, and then they need to navigate around the house in order to get everything put away and set up and whatnot. So there is a high degree of specialization in what our people do, and we actually refer to it as craftsmanship because it it goes beyond just being able to drive a truck and get something from A to B. It's about being able to to look after furniture that's very unique, look after it properly, make sure it's handled safely, and at the same time, make sure that you're doing no damage at all to the customer's home because you're moving 25, 30,000 pounds worth of household goods and you're navigating stairways, you're navigating hallways. You need to be extremely careful. So there's a huge element of craftsmanship, which we you know, really respect and acknowledge. And, and we think that's something that's going to you know, make the household goods driver you know, something that's, that will be around for quite some time into the future. Fascinating. Okay, let's move on to more things about technology, surveys, apps, inventory management, tracking. Uh, do you want, want to address technology? I truly believe technology is something that needs to be really incorporated into the moving industry in the next three to five years. I would say we are very, very archaic in our processes in the industry, very heavy paper driven, and the opportunity to use technology and create that real-time information is, is so critical in the next three to five years. And having drivers using apps and using different technology to inventory is going to be critical in the success of this industry and a very, very large change that's going to happen in the next three to five years. You guys are obviously a first-class kind of an organization as opposed to three guys in a truck or something. So it sounds like you're really into the idea of customer service and not just talking about it, but practicing it. But do you want to just add to my comments there, please? Absolutely, Ed. I think one of the the key things that that's a distinction is QMM was founded with the idea of being a a B two B mover, and what I mean by that is that we were really focused from the ground up on servicing corporate household goods shipments, and that's quite unique because I think most moving companies that are out there rely heavily on their consumer business, and consumer being somebody that is going to be moving, you know, let's say from Calgary down to Portland. And they go online and Google movers and, you know, maybe bring a few people through their home and select whichever one makes the best impression and has a competitive price and away they go. Whereas, you know, we've been really focused on working with uh, with companies. So we've got some great clients that are in oil and gas and forestry and mining and retail and even banking and professional services. So instead of just doing one move, 
we're actually doing in some cases, maybe they do 20 moves a year. In other cases, they might do 100 or 200 moves a year. So what that now means is that we need to make sure that every one of those 20 or every one of those 100 or every one of those 200 goes exceedingly well. And if they don't, we could potentially lose that business. So we see this self-hauling and high-touch quality service as being the insurance policy that protects our revenue stream. Fascinating. As we come to a close here, I see that you guys take immense pride in playing such a critical role in moving your clients and, of course, the business. So really good for me as an outsider to aggregate this information and then promote it out to the world of global relocation management via this talk show. So I understand that QMM is a sponsor of the 2019 CERC conference in Niagara Falls. Tell us just a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. We've been heavily involved in the CERC for a number of years. I'm on the national board for the CERC and Tim's the chairperson for the CERC in Vancouver. And every year there's an annual conference. This year it's going to be in Niagara Falls. And one of the things that it's great because you're, you're bringing together all of the corporates. And when I say corporates, it's companies that actually move people. So global mobility managers and people of that nature will be there. And then there's also the service partners. And it might be companies like QMM and relocation companies and immigration lawyers and temporary accommodation providers and things like that that will be there as well. So it's, it's great for bringing everyone together and having a forum of learning and networking. And just to give you the, the dates on that, that's going to be starting on Sunday, September the 15th. And it wraps up on uh, Tuesday, September the 17th, again in uh, Niagara Falls. So today is July 19th, so it's just about a month away. I want to thank you, Roy Phelps, Chief Commercial Officer for QMM, which is an allied agent. So tell us about your network with Allied. How does that work for you? Basically, we're an agent for Allied Van Lines. So we have the orange Allied trucks. That's what you're going to see when you are uh, when you pass the QMM unit on the highway. We work with Allied to service shipments both in Canada, the U.S., cross-border, as well as overseas. So that's who we work with from a, from a network perspective as our, as our partner. And Tim Nager, uh, thank you. Tim is President and Chief Operating Officer at Quality Move Management. I thank you very much for being my guest today, Roy and Tim, and the company, once again, Quality Move Management, QMM. Thank you for being our guest on GlobalRadioTalkShow.com. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, Ed. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Yes, I think to myself, what a wonderful 